lovers and softies, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for pressing play today. In this episode, I'm going to do something that's quite terrifying to me. I want to read some of my poetry for you. I'm quite hesitant with sharing this side and this art of mine. It bears open my most vulnerable and the softest parts, at times even the most ugly parts of me. But I think I'm finally ready to share it with the world, given that one of my goals this year is to release a collection of poems in form of a book. This seems to be a good way to start. And also, would this be the soft yard if I wasn't showing up as soft as I can? I was inspired to write this poem yesterday based on a conversation I had with a very special person that got me thinking what I want love to feel like and I want to share this with you. So without further ado, here we go. Phoenix. All I want for you is to fill your own cup. Let me drink, soak up, immerse myself in anything that is overflowing. All I want for you is to love yourself to the brink of possibilities, even further, so your love breaks down barriers and walls. All I want for you is to bathe in your own light, to finally become the culmination of starshine that's been birthed right into your soul. All I want for you is to dance with your demons, sit with your shadows, so you see that your own darkness is worth loving too. All I want for you is to live a little dream each day. Say yes to the probability of living the life you crave, yearn for and deserve. All I want for you is let me hold your hand to show you're not alone when you can't keep your paces together when you have to fall apart, when you want to start over. All I want for you is to acknowledge you are supported in everything you do, no matter the outcome, for I am cheering from the sideline while you try, crumble, grow and fall. All I want for you is to see there's love to be found in all you are. For you are wonderfully flawed, marvelously imperfect and unconditionally impeccable all at the same time. All I want for you is to know that no matter who you decide to be tomorrow, I will love you through it all. 
even in mourning of an old version of you, and even more when you don't want me to. All I want for me is to be the bare witness of you unbecoming who you're never destined to be. Bystand, you outgrowing your own potential. Watch you come home to yourself where you let you and me love all of you. Thank you for letting me share my poetry with you. I'm thinking a lot about love lately. What it looks like. What it feels like. What it is. And why I keep coming back to the vast lack I feel at times. When I yearn for intimacy and affection. I obviously spoken about it before. I've been single for the longest time in my adult life willingly and purposefully I'm truly happy single as well I'm pretty much on the brink of finding it very hard to see myself with another person again partially because I'm scared of having to give up myself my routine my freedom and all the things I've worked so hard on ever since I became single that doesn't stop me though from yearning for a companion, someone to build a life with, someone I can learn from, someone to adore, someone to laugh and cry and grow with, to crave intimacy physically as well as mentally. For a while, I found it very hard to envision myself back in a relationship because my experience had shown me that unless both parties are willing to face their shit, do their part, put in the work and are committed to make it work for themselves as well as the other person, shit will always come crumbling down quite quickly, it will become dysfunctional and toxic and heartache and break is inevitable. That's when I came to realize the reason I am not able to see myself back in a relationship was because I couldn't see myself back in those relationships. There's no way I can ever participate in something that doesn't fulfill and lift both parties up to be their truest selves and live to their full potential as unique beings as well as a union. I had somewhat of a dreamy romantic idea of what a relationship should be like, but it didn't go much further than the surface level. So I've done some soul searching, some digging and some uncovering, as well as some disregarding of some limiting beliefs I was still holding. I dropped the shoulds, coulds and woulds and looked at what I want and need a relationship, a union, a partner to be like. And not in terms of it being conditional, but to gain clarity of what it was that I was yearning for. 
without clarity and awareness are come to terms, it's incredibly hard to achieve and receive any goal. And the poem I shared with you sums a lot of that up. For me, it all started with figuring out what self-love really is. I really, deeply and truly, I almost said truly, madly, deeply, what a banger. (laughs) Anyway, I had to embody what that meant and felt like. For years, I had no clue. And just like so many others, had even lesser of an idea how to obtain it. So how did I get there? How did I find self-love? I don't think I'll ever be able to narrow it down to a step-by-step program because healing isn't linear. It doesn't happen in a straight line. There's so much trial and error, so much one step forward, two steps back. So much surrender and falling apart again that I've lost count. All I can say for sure, the magic lies in trying. Try something on, see how it fits and feels and go from there. Pivot and reevaluate if you have to. The road to self-love I want to mention is quite lonely. It's not that you're alone, but there's no one that can take you by the hand and lead the way. No one but yourself. You simply got to try and you got to be courageous. You will take a couple to the chin. There will be pain. There will be suffering. There will be grief. All of it is part of unbecoming the person you never wanted or asked to be, but you had to become to keep yourself safe. Once you're accepting of all the shit you encountered, that all your trauma has shaped you into the person you are today, you are able to forge meaning in all the hardship and it suddenly feels lighter to move forward. Be patient. Meet yourself with unconditional understanding and start asking yourself, how do I want to be loved? How do I need to be loved? The answers most likely won't fly to you immediately, but they will come. Stay open and receptive. Listen to your body and listen to your heart. Leaving the meaning out of my experiences that broke my heart was a crucial step towards keeping my heart open. Learning to understand, fully embody, that someone hurting or rejecting me had nothing to do with my own worth, but it being a pure reflection, a projection of their own suffering was another very significant and important piece of the puzzle. Often our vision is so tainted by our pain and we choose for that to blur our view. 
it seems easier to hold on to this pain than it is to look past it, to find compassion for someone else's wrongdoing and forgiving them and ourselves for not knowing or doing better. We seem to create so much of our identity around the things that have hurt us, allowing us this narrative to keep steering the direction of our stories. I think I said it in an earlier episode, trauma is not what happened to us, but the meaning we take from it. Let go of the meaning you've taken on from an experience that has shaped your path, especially if it resulted in you having your heart broken. Very often, we are the ones that break our own hearts, wave before others do. We have the tendencies to put each other on pedestals and end up disappointed if they are not able or don't want to live up to our expectations. So, let me ask you this. What meaning to something that has happened to you in the past are you holding on to? What moment of something that has happened many, many moons ago, are you still allowing to shape your identity? And most importantly, how much safety do you seem to find in it? Because it's so familiar, but in reality, how much is it holding you back from being the person you long, you crave to truly be? Awareness is the first step to get from where you are now to where you want to be. Accountability is the next. Own your shit. This one's harder than gaining awareness. Saying to yourself, yes, I have encountered trauma, but I am the one that chooses to keep holding onto this pain and let it be the driver of my life's story. It is your sole responsibility. The good news hereby is, if you were able to choose that, something that kept you small, that kept hurting you over and over, something that held you back for years, just imagine all the things you could choose to take action, to live the life and experience the love you've always longed for, the one you actually deserve. It's a choice each and every day to choose yourself, to choose your growth, to choose to step into your own power, to choose to be loving towards yourself. Even when you have a bad day, no, especially when you have a bad day, You know that's when you need it the most. Come up with a contingency plan of how you can show up for yourself when you do feel miserable. Dig deep and find out where it comes from. And let me tell you from someone that has been doing a lot of inner child work, reparenting and integration, it all stems from our childhood. The reason why we think we are unlovable undeserving and unworthy 
all stem from a time when our brain started to put meaning to events and what it must say about us, which is when we were around four to five years old. I personally had the biggest breakthrough thanks to my coach Grace. Thank you so much Grace. You are the best and I'm grateful for your existence on this planet and in my life. You truly are a gift. The first time we jumped on a proper session call, it took not even 10 minutes for me to start bawling. We jumped straight into my very first traumatic and stressful memory and I had no idea how emotionally charged this memory was. But I wouldn't stop crying for the rest of the 90 minutes because I allowed myself to feel it all after it being securely stored and locked away for almost 30 years. And I came to understand why every relationship, every friendship and every encounter that resulted in a negative way had failed and why I was the way I was. It was truly mind-boggling. I vividly remember the moment where all pieces finally slid together and made everything whole and everything made sense. There's still a lot of work I need to do to fully reparent and integrate my inner child. But thanks to Grace, I came to realize how to pay attention, to learn about my triggers and what it is I need to do to move closer towards my healing. Uncovering all this has helped me to discover more about myself and is also giving me the chance to disregard pain, suffering and limiting beliefs that were part of me, that maybe kept me safe at some moment in time, but mainly were hindering of stepping into my own power. Through the found understanding, I am now able to love all of me. I am able to love me even on the days where I don't feel great about myself. Simply because I know those are the days I need to pay extra attention and take extra care of my mini-me that doesn't have her needs met in one way or another. And I also feel that I am able to create an unconditional understanding for other people's behavior. That it doesn't shape a meaning about my worth if someone mistreats me or is unable to meet me where I would like them to meet me. Unconditional understanding doesn't mean unconditional tolerating, by the way. It is quite the opposite. It's about knowing where your boundaries are. It's about respecting yourself enough to walk away from a person or scenario if it's inflicting pain on you but understanding that this person is lacking the tools or awareness to treat someone else the way they deserve and to stop projecting your own shit onto someone else. 
And I also want to touch on something that goes hand in hand with love, which is intimacy. How can we create and deepen intimacy? And I'm not at all talking about intimacy in an erotic way. But I think the magic to better relationships lies in establishing intimacy in a platonic, non-sexual way first. As a gateway to set and strengthen boundaries, deepen connections and to show up for yourself and the people in your life you love. Intimacy is widely believed to be reserved for your partner. It shouldn't be, period. I mean, even the dictionary tells us intimacy is widely believed to be reserved for our partners. It shouldn't be, period. It's a lot for our partners to live under the pressure and expectations to fulfill all our intimate needs. And the problem hereby is that a lot of people seem to think that there's only sexual intimacy and that any physical intimacy equals erotic intimacy. I personally love holding my friends' hands, cuddling them, kissing them on the mouth, stroking their hair, complimenting them. Does that mean I want to be sexually intimate with them? (laughs) Hell no, not at all. Are we conditioned to believe that's what the meaning to those actions are? Unfortunately, it often is the case. There's a massive distinction between attraction and having touch as part of your love language. Love language, just as intimacy, is not just reserved for your romantic partners. And yes, there are people that aren't super touchy-feely, but I believe if we were to normalize having touch and emotional intimacy more integrated as part of our platonic intimacy, we would thrive in so many more ways. Intimacy to me is also holding space, calling up my friends to check in on them, cooking and sharing food with them, allowing them to cry in front of me, allowing myself to cry in front of them, asking them how I can help and support them and what it is they need the most in this moment of time. Platonic intimacy is so important. It builds and strengthens our bonds and connections to each other and ourselves. Often I witness people seeking sexual intimacy when they feel a certain lack arising, which doesn't seem to make them feel better. When in reality, what they were lacking was platonic or emotional intimacy. For someone to see you, for someone to hold you, for someone to show you and send the message, I care about you unconditionally. And this care goes beyond your body giving me pleasure. It took me personally a long time to realize why I was never a fan of one night stands and casual sex. Random sex with a stranger would always leave me feeling more empty than I most likely felt before. If I was even aware that I was feeling empty. 
despite the fact that I'm also sapiosexual and need for someone to stimulate and turn on my brain as well as my body, I also come to realize that I don't feel safe around most men, which is why I needed alcohol or other substances to numb my inhibitors and dial down my brakes that would keep me from getting horny when I was sober. I now understand that if it's not a full body yes, if the communication is lacking as well as the stimulation of my mind, I won't give my body to someone just because I hope I will get my cup filled. I know now this won't happen and I will simply get my body to shut down more and more and make it harder for myself to safely open up to a person that does tick all the boxes for me. Spoiler alert, unpopular opinion ahead. I think the sexual act itself is overrated. Don't get me wrong, I love sex, I love orgasms, I love pleasure. But all of this feels incredibly shallow and draining if it's not met with the right kind of intimacy combined with the right intention. One thing I've learned, people seem to tend to rush into these encounters and when you reject someone sexually, they will expose their true intentions. And when I speak of rejection, I don't mean telling them that you aren't attracted to them, but I mean to voice the fact that you need and want to take your time, that there's plenty of communication required trust needed to be built and boundaries set before this will happen. I have saved myself from a bunch of disappointments and time wasters that only wanted to sleep with me for the novelty of it. Thank you next. Especially as women, we give our bodies way too often, way quicker than we feel comfortable with because we think we are ought to do so. We use our bodies to manipulate in hope we will receive the affection and gratification we so deeply yearn for, when in fact we won't. If you can't tell another person how you want to be ravished and loved, if you are not sure how you need to surrender to your body's needs and feel safe at the same time, you will always end up feeling like a piece of meat that is being used. And by the way, I've heard the same from men, but their urge to release and blow off some steam is way higher and a lot more primitive than the need of a female. So for them to try to tune into that and distinct that is a lot harder. But I've been told that they, just as much experience, the vast emptiness, shame and guilt after sleeping with someone and not feeling better about themselves, like they hoped they would. All of this I blame on the fact that we don't know how to create true depth and connection through platonic, spiritual or emotional intimacy first. 
I hadn't intended for this to turn into such an elaborate episode. And I feel like this needs some more deep diving another time. But before I go, I would like for you to take away two things from this today. I want you to ask yourself, what is holding you back from experiencing true love for yourself? And what can you do to invite more intimacy into your relationships? As always, thank you for listening to me, my dear softies. I love you all. I am grateful for all of you that keep tuning in, that keep reaching out on the socials. I am in awe and adoration of you all. And I will keep showing up to provide a container for you to find your way of healing. I am excited to hear what your thoughts are about this episode and we shall chat very soon.